What's up, everybody? It is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, back for another episode of Junior Senior Two Views. This time, finally, we've got him back on, Joe from the Block Content. How you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, glad to be back. It's been a little while since we uh, since we last got on the airwaves, and plenty's happened since then. I think uh, we hadn't yet crowned a champion, and now that feels, you know, that's five games of ancient history really yeah it very much is and those and those and we that'll be our first topic for now uh the nba finals uh the nuggets finally got it done uh they it looked a bit shaky in game two but they got it done they finally got the championship and what was really annoying me after the finals was so many intellectuals online saying, oh, this is the most boring finals in NBA history. Wait, what? And But keep in mind, these are the same people that were complaining about having LeBron and the, and the Warriors in the finals year after year. I mean, pick a side. But regardless of that, uh, Jokic rightfully claims the finals MVP. Uh, but, and yeah, what were your thoughts on the Nuggets victory, Joe? Yeah, I, I, um, enjoyed the series. I think, you know, NBA fans, they can't have their cake and eat it too. Like it's either this series isn't interesting because LeBron's not in it or why is LeBron in every series? This is boring. Like until LeBron retires, everything will center around him. And that includes playoff series that he is not a participant in. It doesn't matter. Everything everything always comes back to LeBron. But it was a great series. I enjoyed it. Um, games, yeah, like it's game one, Jokic kind of just figured him out within like three plays. Game two, that was an enjoyable win for the Heat and, and they deserved on the back of some really great guard play and, and their role players stepping up. Then you had, I can't remember the order, whether it was the Christian Braun game in game three and then the Bruce Brown game in game four where those guys stepped up at the start of the fourth quarter and the end of the third and really like just took over for a little stretch when Jokic or Murray was on the bench. And Jokic was on the bench for a lot of game three because he he ended up in that foul trouble. And and that's where, or maybe it was four, and Bruce Brown hit that step back over Duncan Robinson. And it was like, what world am I in where I'm watching an NBA finals of Bruce Brown, who is a player that I love, but I never expected to see him hitting a step back three over Duncan Robinson on the dribble. Like it was a bizarre series. I enjoyed it. Game five came down to some of the strangest decisions I've seen, especially coming out of uh, a review where Aaron Gordon was ruled to have committed a foul on Jimmy Butler for getting kicked in the nuts. But you know, it's uh, like you say, deserving champions for the Nuggets. Jokic, one of the best players ever, a historic run for him. You mm-hmm. can point it, you know, they played a an eight seed, a seven seed, and then an eight, uh, a four seed, and then an eight seed. But really, it doesn't matter who you're against as long as you get through them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I do know senior thoughts on the, on the finals, but I just wanted to just get, give an expand on them. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I thought that Denver... I think Denver just just were the they were the better team. Was the better team? Mm. They were the better team. They were the more rested team. They were the bigger team. Like you could see it. It looked it looked unusual. They were just a they were a fine oiled machine, and it it showed. Miami just lost steam. They ran out of steam. They ran out of energy. 
They spent so much energy in the Boston series. Um, it clearly looked that way. And, you know, Denver were, they, they don't get enough credit, Denver. They were number one the entire season. Um, Jokic potentially could have won his third MVP, but he didn't. And, you know, I mean, you know, Mike Malone kind of ran it forward saying, let's run it again, because you're only as good as the last championship you win. But, you know, we'll talk about that later because there's been some, you know, free agent moves that in the West, especially that, you know, might challenge Denver for that, for that chip. So we'll see what happens with that. And Miami weren't challenged for size until that series. It was weird. Now looking back, they played three series where they, you know, they had a really small Mm -hmm. lineup. They were playing Vincent Struess, Jimmy Butler at the three, and then Bam at the five with a rotating, rotating cast of fours. And then they get to Denver and you're like, Oh my God, these guys are tiny. Like, how did I not notice that they were playing really small the whole time? Because they played above their, you know, they played above their level. They played above their seed. They were super well coached the whole time. They played really hard. So they kind of, you know, papered over a few of their, their issues, which as soon as they rocked up and went, oh, we have to keep a man on Aaron Gordon and Jokic, things started to unravel a bit for them. Yeah, my Miami just... uh just didn't have a they it takes a special kind of player to really uh change the look of a defense an opposing defense around that certain player and Jokic is that guy he's in that class of player where you have to uh it's like it's death and taxes sooner or later they're gonna get you and Jokic got him multiple times in that series and got it and got his ring but moving on here, obviously the NBA draft, very highly anticipated. Uh, the tank of tanks for Victor Wembanyama, uh, who went first overall to the Spurs, who can't keep getting away with it. They can't keep getting away with it. Uh, they get another generational talent to, again, seamlessly transition through to another era. Um, obviously, he's the best prospect out of that draft. Uh, seven three. Some people have him listed at seven five. Is really a positionless basketball player in an increasingly positionless basketball league. Um, but one of the shocks of the draft was um, but one of the things that was rumored very early before it was Brandon Miller going second overall over Scoot Henderson. Uh, what were your thoughts on that, Joe? I would like to thank Adrian Wojnarowski for announcing that on television in a time that was convenient to me before the markets could catch up. And I got two to one. So I, I got, uh, it was free money doubling. So I'm thankful to wage for that. Um, I wasn't hugely familiar with this draft class. I didn't spend a lot of time getting to know the players so that like on draft day, when we got past the Thompson twins, I was like, who is Eddie Abadi? Like I, I really didn't know a lot of the guys. Brandon Miller is an interesting choice for Charlotte and it's a very Charlotte choice. Like it's uh, a guy with (laughs) huge potential, huge talent. His physicals are incredible. His ability to create his own shot looks elite. It's pretty unproven. College basketball is weird now because not all the prospects are there. Some of them in the G League, some of them are in the overtime league and half of them are international now. So it's hard to evaluate against decent, good talent what he really looks like. But I think if it was me and I suddenly was in charge of an NBA franchise, which, you know, one day if the cards fall right, 
I would have taken Scoot. Scoot just looks so much better developed. He just looks solid. And maybe like Miller ha- might have a higher ceiling because he's a physical specimen and he's, you know, six foot, six foot seven with a seven foot two wingspan. But Scoot just looks like he's got it. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I, it's one of those picks where I, I don't, I don't, if another I, team did it, I would feel better. Yeah. I don't know. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the old, I'm the old guy here. Yeah. I'm, I'm the get off my lawn guy. This, this, this didn't do it for me at all. And, and you're right. You mentioned it, Joe, you mentioned about ignite. You mentioned about all these other subdivisions that, you know, are sitting amongst the fringe of the NBA. Yeah. Guys aren't staying in college at all. You know, one and done's most of them. Um, some of them will end up getting undrafted and going overseas and potentially playing in the NBL. So, you know, you have this sort of, watered down thing and 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 i don't get excited about the players anymore because i don't know them so i i'm like you after the first three picks i was done i wasn't interested watching and it's all about you know is there a chance these guys you know make it i'm interested in brandon miller because he was the one who basically called it out maybe jokingly saying that the you know charlotte's gonna be in the finals next season oh yeah really how about winning some games forget about the finals like really you really think that come on like, you know, like if he has that kind of overconfidence, then he's going to be in for a hard time. But I mean, I, 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 I cringe when I watch him play because he's, he looks like he's got room to grow in San Antonio. Obviously he's got pop there that gets pop a new life after being sitting in purgatory for the last few seasons with that team. Um, they're not going to be good for a while. So there's no rush for him. And I mean, Scoot's good, and that was that sort of plays on into the free agency because, you know, Portland drafted him, and they kind of think, well, that's a chess move. Now what? You're gonna have two guys holding the ball. What happens with Dame? We'll obviously talk about that later. But the draft for me is ho hum. You know, you got the guys later in later rounds who might be as good as the guys in the earlier rounds. Well, there were some uh, picks that came later that I was kind of interested in. Uh, Grady Dick, kid out of Kansas, he looked really good in the um in March Madness. Uh, I really like his I really like his potential. Uh, Jamie Jaime Haskett, uh, Jamie Jas, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, Jaime Haquez Jr. out of UCLA. He went to Miami. Yeah, he he, went to Miami. Yeah, Yeah. he he looks like a baller. He played really well in summer league so far, and he looks like he's 22, 23, I think. Yeah, and he looks real good. And if he's 22, 23, he can go straight into that Miami locker room and start developing quickly. And but one of the other picks I paid attention to, one of the other players that fell hard in the draft uh, for a lot of issues was Imani Bates, who at one point in time, a couple years back, was projected to be the number one overall pick this draft, but he reclassified to go straight to Memphis, which was the worst decision he probably could have made, Um, notwithstanding an issue with uh, a gun where he had it in his car. Um, uh, So there was that as well. And he transferred and scouts have got, got a better look at his style of play. And they were like, um, his shot selection is really kind of spotty. He he can't really, uh, he doesn't really have that much of a handle. He's kind of one dimensional. And that's why he fell really hard, but he went to the, uh, the Cavs who desperately need wing play. 
So maybe he could develop, maybe, if he's around vets and if if they could get his mind right. Yeah, he's kind of like a very low-cost investment. Drew Timmy for me. I'll just introduce... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Drew, Timmy. Drew Timmy, where did like he go? Here. Because Drew Timmy was coming out in junior year from Gonzaga, then, then backed out, but then he's a senior. So... I would want to know who drafted him because I kind of get the feeling he'd be like a Tyler Hansborough while I'm 2.0 looking, while I'm, coming into the league. Well, I'm looking at the draft right now, and uh, well, I don't think he declared for this one. I think he where did he go? He no, he, he's <laughs> was he a senior? He was undrafted, and then he signed yeah. a deal with the Bucks. Undrafted, which is real nice. Okay, but um, Tim, yeah, but Timmy's kind of like that. Yeah, he had to though. He's a senior. Pro- prospects out of Gonzaga, unless they're yeah, like he's a uh, senior. Uh, prospects out of Gonzaga, unless they're like oh well, high, maybe nobody. Highly, there you go. <laughs> uh, prospects out of Gonzaga, unless they're highly touted like uh, Chet Holmgren or Ga- or Jalen Suggs, I I'm staying clear of because Gonzaga is just known for screwing up in big moments every single year. They don't manage to get to do it when it matters. Oh, well. The one chance they had. They blew their perfect season against Baylor in the final. But uh, free agency has kicked off uh, with a blitz of really, really uh, interesting moves. Uh, The big shocker was uh, Dylan Brooks got $80 million (laughs) from the Rockets. He's a look, and a lot of people were like, Oh, he he, why did he get that contract? He's a good defensive player, but 20 million dollars a year, 20 million dollars a year for Dylan Brooks. I, if for a guy can, that shoots 32 percent from the field, oh, from yeah, the field, uh, mind you. I, I, oh, yeah, I he'll definitely be really good in that locker room full of young guys, really influence them well. I'll tell you that much. But the Rockets. He was also, such a great influence on the other young guy that he yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. Room. They also the Rockets also picked up uh, Fred Van Vliet three years, one hundred thirty million dollars. I don't know how Fred Van Vliet's getting that money nowadays. I mean, he's a good starting point guard in this league, but and I think he's one of the better point guards in this league. But he he got a good amount of money. Austin Reeves as an RFA is back at the Lakers four years, fifty six million dollars. That's a fantastic contract, in my opinion. Very team-friendly, very team-oriented. And he got his money as an undrafted guy, and I think it works for both parties. And now, and uh, speaking of the Lakers, they've been doing some solid work filling up their depth, whereas other pieces have left. They've been doing really, really good work, and that does not bode well. And and as non-Laker fans, we all hope they fail. Uh, but and another team that's been that's been universally hated over the past two seasons, but has also been doing good work and filling up depth they desperately needed was the Phoenix Suns, who picked up solid pieces like Eric Gordon, Damon Lee, to really fill out that bench where they desperately needed it. Otherwise, they were going to be playing two K generated players on their bench. Well, what do you th- what do you think of it all, Joe? Yeah, I've been, um, I am annoyingly impressed by Phoenix, who at the start of free agency had four guys on their roster, Durant, Booker, Beal, Aiden, and they filled everything out (laughs) 
with minimum <laughs> contracts and really like Beal, high value guys. The Beal thing. Yeah, I forgot to mention the Beal thing. That trade. We thought the era of super teams was dead. We thought it was dead Bradley and Beal. gone. Nope. He finally said, no. you know what? I want out. I want to go to a real team and let me go. And yeah, but he- Bradley Beal wasn't winning. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't winning with the Wizards. So they had to yeah. get rid of him. Like it was 11 years of nothing. They went to the playoffs maybe once while he was there. So that was enough for him. I would say the big one for me, and I'm just, I guess, singling Joe, is the move that Golden State made by moving off a of pool. So once that happened, to me, that was simple, right? You knew pool was going, and then you knew that they were going to keep Draymond. It said one of these guys has to go. We'll keep Draymond and we'll move on from Jordan Poole. Well, I know you despise that trade because CP3 comes back the other way and you gave up (laughs) assets. So there's that. Yeah. I still (sighs) lie awake at night thinking about why is Chris Paul on my team? Why did we we develop Jordan Poole? Give him a max extension. Uh, I know know why. I get it. I get it now. Well, he got punched in the head. I I think... (laughs) I understand it. I understand it. So yeah. that means Chris Paul can cover the second unit and they have a point guard to cover the second unit around the court. I don't know. Who knows? And it also I think, I think the biggest one for me is probably the – yeah, it does. That's why they did it. Um, another move that I, that's intriguing is um, – Probably the Kristaps Porzingis trade to Boston. That makes them a really good team. If, if he can stay healthy, that makes them if, that's really, if. really solid. That's, an that's if. a solid move. Boston are taking But he's been healthy. He's been healthy. He has, but Boston are taking a little flyer on the idea of a guy who's going to lock down your front court, especially on the offensive end. That's what they were lacking, some front court depth. They got it in Porzingis. Uh, they had to give up s- smart to do it. Uh, and he goes to Memphis, which hopefully that's a bit of veteran leadership for that locker room, which they desperately need. But um, I guess getting market smart, getting Derrick Rose, two veterans in that in that locker room. Yeah, desperately needed. Death, they need they need it. And I think Derrick Rose works as well because you have a calming presence in that locker room who's going to lock down the point guard spot, the starting point guard spot, while John Moran is sat on his 25 game suspension. But um also uh my Bulls decided to re-sign mm-hmm. Nikola Vucevic three years, 60 <laughs> million dollars. I forgot about that. Look, I I I don't know what to think about it. I, look, I why are we why are we talking about the Bulls? <laughs> That's yawn. He can't, That's the worst. Oh, he, he cannot defend it. He cannot, Whoa, he, he cannot defend. He cannot defend. Uh, he he gives. I want to write a personal apology to the word defense because he that man Nikola Vucevic betrays it every single time he steps out on the floor. Are we worse without him though? Absolutely. And I, I knew he was going to probably be re-signed. Ak are. Uh, Arturis Karnisovas was talking all year about we need to bring him back. That was their main priority of the offseason, and they did. Um, it's uh, – <laughs> look, it's a little – three years, I'll 
I I feared it was going to be four or five. Thank God it's only three. I guess they stink. It's it's look. It's a new CBA. The cap will probably go up, and uh, they're trying to get a ten million dollar exception on Lonzo's uh, Lonzo's deal because he will sit the entirety of next season, which again is just another jab, another jab to the heart for me as a Bulls fan because they were humming with they stink. Yeah, we they stink. The Thanks. end. Why are we wasting any more time on the Bulls? They stink. Yeah. That's it. Now, the- All right. So what would Miami have to give up in a trade for Dame? Uh, it'll most They've already flagged their intentions to not want to give up Caleb Martin. They've already flagged that their intention to not want to do that. But they interestingly, they've left Tyler Hero off that untouchables list. And as a result, Tyler Hero seen that and says and changed his Twitter bio from Miami Heat guard to whatever it is now. And in millennial terms, that has disastrous consequences, whether it's just a bit of bluff or whatever it is. I don't see them giving up Hero. He's too valuable to that team. I don't see them doing it. Uh, I see they're already losing a bunch of depth. Dame wants to play for them, but... I don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe they have to give up like a couple of draft picks. A lot. And, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it'll be a lot. Yeah. And then, um, and then maybe Lowry and a couple of other vets. I, I could see that possibly happening. I can't see them giving up Hero. Well, this is one of the fake trades that's been kind of gathering <laughs> a bit of momentum on, on Twitter. And it's the Heat get Lillard and Nurkic. Because if you're taking Lillard, you've got to you've got to be lumped with Nurkic and his his awful salary, and then the Blazers get Curry, Hame Hakez, Nikola Jovic, the 2028 20, first, 29th, and the 2031st from the that's forty two cents on the dollar. For, I don't think that's a deal. And Hame Hakez just signs rookie deal. So he can't be traded until the end of the month anyway. I don't know if that's a good deal either. Because you're giving up a cup, you're giving up some useful ben- useful young guys for Dame, who's what I think he's 32, 33 now. He's 33. Yeah. I mean I don't know. I don't know if it works. Well, maybe it doesn't happen. Uh maybe I don't know. Maybe the Knicks step in and take over. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? That I'm throwing the it out there. Thing I've heard what? all day. What? That's oh, not that is... Robinson top and who says no? Oh my lord, honey. Oh, that's funny. the Knicks yeah. are in a better position than the Bulls make any moves. What oh, we're Bulls not making. We're, we're, nothing we're to making, give anybody. Well, we already know we're not making moves. We already know we're not Starting making more dudes to more money. That's all we're doing. That's all <laughs> we're doing. We're re-signing Kobe White to sit on the bench. That's what we're doing. Y'all, and you're out here bloviating about, oh, maybe the Knicks um, could step I... in and get them. Come on. Come on. Please. Like, I, he Would he really want to be playing for the Knicks? He wants to play for Miami that because he wants the tax oh, breaks well. in Florida. That's what he wants. He wants to be oh, on okay. that team that has been in the finals. All but, right. Well, we'll see if it happens. I mean, right now... You know, at this point, I mean, maybe Portland, the, maybe, Portland also wants to be somewhat. Comp- 
they want to be somewhat competitive. Portland doesn't want to just I think they give want a day to get nothing back. They, they, I think they want to rebuild. I think they want to completely start over. I don't think I don't see them just being competitive because that's what they've been the past couple seasons, and it hasn't worked out. Just being competitive is not enough in the NBA. I think they want to completely strip it down and start over. That's what the scoop pick signifies. That's what the Shaden Sharp pick signified. And that's what the Anthony Simons signing last year signified. They want to build around those three and just start making a foundation because you can't look me in the eyes and tell me that this team, this Blazers team will be competitive with them and Dame. Nah. Um, But with the Blazers, they've just totally wasted Dame's prime year after year after year. Like, and uh, there's a a lot of uh, criticism of uh, superstars nowadays of jumping ship, but Dame is the one that deserves it the most, deserves to ring chase the most, because he spent, what, 12 seasons on on a franchise that has barely even tried to get him a headline a headline co-star who have been their most um exciting signings alan crab for 60 million dollars in 2016 when the cap just decided to jump up all of us alan crab oh no oh okay this is what what is going on with your phone What, Dad? Oh man, this is bad. Just put it on, put it, uh, put it on, put it on, put it on mobile data, because you're, because it's not working for you. Dude, the Wi-Fi, it's something, someone else is using a lot of bandwidth. Just put it on mobile data. It's not me. I don't know. Whatever. Put it on data for you. Put it on data for you. Instead of Wi-Fi, because because it's taking this band. Okay. So. But I don't blame Dame for wanting to leave this organization who has barely even tried to get him a headliner. Who is our most exciting signing? Alan Crabb? Really? 20, Alan Crabb for $60 million. What? And then Ken, who, who else? No, no, that, that guy went to the Hawks. But really, no, CJ was good. CJ was good. CJ was good, was their only guy right next to him. That's it. They haven't gotten him a co star anywhere close to his peer, the, his, the ones that his peers have had. So I don't blame him. And what's been their best finish with him? Getting swept in the Western Conference Finals by your Golden State Warriors. So I don't. So it's no surprise that he wants to leave. It's but he doesn't want to get cooked by NBA fans saying, "Oh, he's always disloyal." But that's why he stayed with the team even through their bad years to say, "Nah, I want to stay with this team so I can see what they can do." And then when it gets really dire, I'm out. So I hope he goes to a team and gets his ring because 71 points, really 71 points. And you he's can't also, get a ring. He's also made somewhere in the realm of three or four hundred million dollars, and he's going to be right. paid. He signed a contract with the Portland Trailblazers. Exactly, they would pay so, him forty-five yeah. million dollars. Right. But he was so. Who's taking old. that salary? Who's taking that salary on board? That's the question. That's yeah. the that's the sixty-four thousand dollars. I reckon. I reckon uh, that yeah. this is why salary retention needs to be in the NBA. 
But I reckon maybe a third team may get involved with a trade to make salary work. Maybe a third team takes on Nur- Nurkic's awful deal. Maybe. Yeah. Well, look, this is what I say right now. The Knicks have made their moves. Everything's quiet. I don't. There was rumors about Paul George. That's not going to happen. He's too brittle. Uh, the Knicks next starting next year, the next couple of years, they're going to retain all their first round draft picks. They're just waiting to see the agitation level from someone like Luka Doncic, who's getting more and more frustrated with Dallas. They signed Kyrie Irving for three years. I don't think that solves all their problems. Watch what's going to happen. Eventually, Luka's going to get annoyed and request a trade. And don't be surprised to see the Knicks right there to swoop in. I'd love to see Luka walking up and down MSG, nailing threes. Don't sleep on it. I'm Kyrie's going to get bored. Kyrie's going to get bored. He's Kyrie. got nowhere else to go. Ky- this is his last stop. This is his last stop. He's got nowhere else to go. There was no interest in Kyrie. There was no interest like, in him whatsoever. I'd also like to see Joel Embiid's call history and how many numbers are coming with a New York area code. Because Ooh. I'm sure with everything going on in Philly, where they're talking about with Harden, going, exactly. Where's oh, James going? Well, that's Max is nothing- apparently untouchable. Nothing's been decided for Harden yet other than they're trying to work out a trade for him by picking up his player option. Oh, like God. so a, a team will have to pay him $35 million next season uh for a trade to work, which I for Philly it makes sense. At least you'll get something back for him. You'll get something for him. But but that that pretty much reduces it. I I I think it's interesting watching a couple of guys. You think about the three guys from OKC, right? You think about Kevin Durant, if he didn't go to Golden State, would he have ever won a championship? And then you Seven look at... Right. Oh, the, and then the, you look the, at... My, the, my, the my new chapter, all of that. And then, the hottest road. <laughs> and then you look at Westbrook and you look at Harden. And those guys have just keep moving around. You know, Westbrook signed pretty much a bargain basement deal with the Clippers after getting him. Because it's his hometown. <laughs> He's got nowhere else to go. There's yeah. few guys who are running out of places. Russell Westbrook's running out of places to go. James Harden's running out of places to go. There's yeah. nothing left for him to go. If he goes somewhere else, it'll be last last stop. So unless he goes it. on like unless he uh, demands much less money, unless uh-huh. then a team unless. might then a contending team might pick him up to make it work within the salary cap. Um, uh, but, you can only die and dash so many times before the the waiters start recognizing your face. <laughs> Yeah, and then he should shave to... off his beard. Once he does that, no one would recognize him. Yeah, then you have he to should start, do that. Then you have to start randomly shouting "Democracy Manifest" while that's happening. Oh, while wow. you're getting handcuffs put on you. But, <laughs> but in terms, but this free agency class, um, it's definitely and your Knicks also traded away Obi Toppin. Oh, don't get me started. I was really angry about that. Yeah, I was really angry about that. Randomly, he wasn't getting was really because. It's Thibodeau. What do you expect? It's Thibodeau. Play defense. Despi- got play defense. He despises young players. He actually play hates. He hates young players. He does not like young that. players. That's, yes, that's, he does not, not like true. young players. Thibodeau that's does not, not like young players. He had a former MVP coaching it, Derek Rose. Come on, I don't think so. He does I, I think it's look. Situ- he didn't get the play time, but don't sleep on Indiana. They're not going to be a great team, but they're going to be kind of exciting. They extended Halliburton. It's the top end. They got Bruce Brown going there as a free agent. So they're going to be okay. They won't be, they won't be making the playoffs great. I don't even think they'll make the play in, but they'll be, they'll be. Turner's still around. Yeah. 
Turner's still around. Turner's still around there. So they have their young core. And they just drafted the they just drafted and they just drafted uh Bilal Koulibaly in the at seventh overall, who could be something in the future. I like his promise as well. So they've got they've but got he's at the Wizards. Huh? He's at the Wizards. Was he drafted? The Wizards, not oh, not Pacers. Oh. He was he was trade. They pulled a they pulled a fast one. So oh, they knew yeah. that the Wizards wanted him. So oh, they yes. picked him, called Indiana. And then and, said, let's well, they, do a deal. Yeah, they called Washington and said, give Would us they a second round that? and you can have your boy. Would yeah, they get so, back for that? Uh, I think it was round. Like second round. Just, just it was one. just a move of, hey, this is your guy. Give us something and you can have him. Give us something. Just, and then they took, yeah, yeah. They just It was just basically blackmailing him for the, well, for the kid they something. wanted to pick anyway. They got an extra second rounder. Who did they end up with? Um, Taylor Hawkins. I, I don't know. I don't know any of these kids. I, I, need to I don't know any of them. I don't know a single one of them. That's that's why it's such a. That's why summer league means nothing. You know, they're gonna show summer league highlights. Summer league's like watching the All Star game. All these guys running up and down. No one wants to get hurt. Everybody's gonna score their points. Most guys are out there hustling to try to get on a team. <laughs> they're not all drafted. So let's just call it what it is. Summer the league's like. Of... Yeah. Speaking of the, the video Wizards, of Anthony Bennett's summer league highlights was trending on Twitter. Oh, oh. No, I tell you, I was like, this is the best player I've ever seen. Whatever happened to? Oh my he god. He was playing it, he was playing in Turkey. He, it, last oh. I last I heard of him, he was playing in Turkey and got cut. Oh he, my god, wow. He was playing Imagine for that. he was playing for Fenerbahce in Turkey and wow. got cut from there. I tell That's you what, sad. Go, Go watch those summer league highlights, and you 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 will not recognize the man because he looks he looks huge. He's just pushing everyone off him. No one can guard him. His handle is tight. He's just blowing by dudes, getting to the rim, ducking all over them. And then you're like, wait, who's this number one draft pick for for Cleveland who's absolutely dominating? And it's Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Wow, Anthony Bennett. Whatever yeah, happened to Anthony you. Bennett? That's a sad. That's sad. Speaking of speaking of um uh the Wizards, they're actually honestly. They're one of the teams that I said needed to pick a side this offseason. They picked a side. They're gonna be they're gonna be rebuilding, obviously. Uh, I think they're gonna be fun. I, they they kept, they kept, yeah, well, they kept Kuzma. They signed Kuzma back. They kept Kuzma. They, they got, got t- cool along Titus. with assets. They picked up Titus Jones from the I think that's his name. Titus. From uh, Titus. Yeah, yeah. Titus Jones from the Memphis. They got Poole. They're gonna be a better team. They're gonna be a, a, a better team without the headache of Beal and Porzingis. So they're they're moving in the right direction. Will that oh, mean an instant championship? No. no. What will be a championship is if they rename it back to the bullets, the name they should have had from the beginning. Thank you very much. They get their own championship. Politically correct. <laughs> politically correctness gone wrong when they change the name from the Wizard Bulls. You're to the still Wizards. salty about that? Yeah, because it was Bullets was a great name. Wizard stinks. Always stunk. The horrible name. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna watch a lot of Wizards game this games this year. Like, obviously, I'm still a pool fan. I want to watch him, like, watch him with the ball in his hands every possession. See if he can average thirty either points or field goal attempts. Uh, I like he'll have three. He'll have field goal attempts. Look, he, oh, yeah. he'll have he'll have so many more shots. Why? He's got nobody deferred to. He's yeah. got no one punching him in the face. He's got no one uh, to have to pack the ball to. It's it, you know, Jordan Poole is the face of the franchise. He Not gets the young. Anymore. That's it. He, he could just shoot. No, yeah. he doesn't have a flinch. Really, no flinch. I really like um, Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. Avdia, I, Avdia I, has promise. Avdia has Avdia's promise. Good. I like yeah. Avdia. He had he some, though. He, he had some injury <laughs> uh, problems early in his career, but I do really like Avdia. I've liked him since the draft. I really do think he can develop into a superstar. But I don't know. I, I, I think the best. The, I think the best thing the Wizards have done this offseason is bring back their old unis. Their old their old jerseys look immaculate, and they brought mm-hmm. them back. The, yeah, bring back the name like on your yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are nice. Uh, from an Aussie goes goes to Orlando. That's like, yeah, it's the last. Oh, yeah, stop. It's like this is the last stop on the ticket. Just punch this and yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> I go. guess it. I guess yeah. it works for Orlando. They it's get a yeah. summer. They get some veteran. They get some veteran leadership. Uh, Joe Ingles got a bag. And this will be probably maybe his uh, one of the last NBA teams he'll be on. Uh, this will be it. Yeah, this will probably this'll be, be it. it. It's Orlando. It's it's last up on the bus. Really. And then this, maybe after this con- maybe after this contract, he probably comes to the NBL. I, I could see that happening. Oh yeah, maybe that seems yeah, all right. I could see yeah, it. Maybe anyone can play that. Doing doing like a bogut, doing a bogut, right? Doing the bogut. Della Vadova was here for a year. Oh, boy, was, yeah. they, got, they got stuffed by Mitch Creek. <laughs> that the the dunk that went viral and caused a brawl for little to no reason. But um I could I could definitely see him coming back to coming back to Australia and playing in the NBL again. But it it, it works, but I don't think really that's his main focus because the World Cup is uh is this is coming up very very soon. FIBA World yeah. Cup. Yeah. Uh, also, interesting enough, another Aussie player, uh, Dante Exum, got signed to yeah. the Mavericks. Thank this is a guy who, this is a guy who had a checkered path with the top ten pick at Utah. Got injured a lot. So he deserves so this- he deserves an NBA contract. He was balling in Europe. He was playing so well for Barcelona and Partizan. He deserved a contract in the NBA, and he finally got one. I think honestly he's going to play really well for the Mavs. I really do. And if I'm wrong, uh, fine, I'll wear it. But he, I'll stand by this. I'm. I've always been a Dante Exum supporter. I'll continue to be a Dante Exum supporter. I've always liked his play style. I think he's going to, and he's been healthy in Europe. He was yeah. healthy, and I think after going through Europe, which is a lot harder defensively, is a lot harder um, in terms of play style, in terms of uh, high hedges in terms of uh, the there's no th- defensive three second rule they play FIBA rules so so uh, it's a lot harder to get points and he was playing really really well uh, besides the fact he got body slammed uh, by mm, I, did he know? I saw yeah, that he got, that was bad he got body slammed by a that Real was vicious he, he got body slammed by a Real Madrid player um, oh wow yeah that happens in Europe yeah yeah <laughs> all bets yeah. are off. But um, I was surprised he didn't get picked up after the Olympics. I thought he had a great Olympics. He yeah, was one of our yeah, best he players. Did have a good Olympics. Yeah, he yeah. Was he was a great Olympics. running the wings. Yeah, he was huge during the Olympics. He he was one of the reasons why uh, Australia got the bronze. Rose gold. But he, sorry, yeah, rose, rose gold. gold. Rose gold. Yeah. Well, well, hang on. And Ben Simmons said he's not playing. He's yeah, not, he's not, yeah he's not good, good. I don't. I didn't want him in the team to begin with. I didn't want it. I, I didn't want him carrying around his sedentary Player of the Year award, stinking <laughs> up that locker room and the harmonious uh, efforts 
uh, that Brian Gorgian is doing to build this team together. I yeah, didn't want was that. good. What Bro, if? What? But what if? What if? What good? if we've been saying that for the? What we've if? Been saying wow. what if about Ben Simmons since 2018? What if he had a three? What if he had a consistent jump shot? What no. if he wasn't a petulant, spoiled idiot? What if, what if, what if? I, what if he sat next to Patty Mills for two weeks? I'm sick and Patty, tired of what if. Jingles. I'm sick and tired of what ifs with Ben Simmons. And There's no what ifs. There is it's, no it's, what ifs. It's what now. It's more what like now? for me, what, it's where what now? now, not what ifs. Where now? Where to? They don't know where to take him. He's, he's going to be He's gonna be riding the bench like he did last season because there's no space for him. He doesn't want to play. He's, he's, a, he's a forward. He's a forward who can dribble the ball, and that's about it. If, yeah, if that's he's all he in, do. look, if he's injured, that I've said it from the beginning with Ben Simmons. If he's injured, yeah, that's fine. Uh, if he has some mental health stuff he needs to work through, yeah, that's completely understandable. But the the guy has never wanted to learn a jump shot. It's it's the age of he, he reminds me. He, he reminds me a lot like Dwight Howard. Not the same position, but Dwight Howard was the same kind of player. Right, Dwight go Howard there, and Ben Simmons. He'd learn nowhere he would, in the same stratosphere. I'm just saying he'd go, he'd go learn from Hakeem Olajuwon, do this move, do that move, but never would apply it during the game. Ben Simmons isn't interested in even learning how to shoot a ball. So if he, you know, that's just that's just the case. I'm tired of talking about Ben. Dwight Simmons. Howard is a is Dwight Howard is a potential Hall of Famer. Ben Simmons <laughs> ain't anywhere near that point. So I don't want to hear Dwight Howard brought up in the same sentence, same breath. <laughs> As Ben Simmons. Is Hakeem still doing his YouTube videos? Did you ever watch those? He used to like train guys in the offseason. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been training with Hakeem. Yeah, it was like with LeBron. He was training with LeBron. He's always, yeah. He was the guy to go to. He was the guy to to go to for for offseason training and for good reason. It's Hakeem. Why wouldn't you go? Oh, well. Moving on uh, to our next topic, and I know this is this pain. will be the last topic. This will be the last topic. Stay it's like it's like listening to you know New Orleans music, like the the, the violins come out, I the did, trumpets come I, out. I did game two. I did predict this exact outcome. New South Wales lost thirty-two to six. I predicted the exact outcome, which makes it even more painful that I knew that they were going to lose by that amount. And me and you, Joe, we were messaging before the game. You predicted a 20 to 18 score for Queensland. Yeah, I thought you guys had some fucking ticker in you. Like, geez, no! You just, have you, you gave learned, up in the first five minutes. Have you learned this about the Blues by now? Have you learned this about the Blues by now? Y'all been dog walking us for nearly 20 years and you haven't learned that we don't contribute jack. I've the learned, talent I, is there. Well, the talent's not there in this game three. Not, not in this game. game oh, they the, just they just totally tore up the. Tore the, up the, sad, the sad truth is that the Blues had chances to win the game. They had chances no, they in didn't. the first half. Yes, in the first half. Oh, when they kicked off, it was in, 50-50. No, no. In the first <laughs> half, they, the, oh my first, god, for a solid 12, 10, they, 12 they minute stretch, possession. ten to twelve minute stretch. Out. Yeah, and every single time they blew the chances. Every Mitch Moses kicked and no one chased. There was, Mitch Moses made a break. There was no one inside him. There was, Steve McCrighton runs the length of the field. Daly Cherry Evans is 34 <laughs> years old, chases him down. There are ele- <laughs> there are 12 Maroons in the frame and there are two Blues. And one of them oh. got the ball and he's on the floor and the other one's to There was no, no chance of winning that game. There was never a sniff. 
Well, they had chance. They had chances to at least like make it something competitive. To approach the but they, Yeah, but they didn't because there was they did, no. Well, they did once, and Barry Tulagi held him up. There was no communication on the final pass at all. None. It was Damien Cook playing out of position. <laughs> in center. Why? Why? Cook, Cook in center, and oh. then he immediately gets out jumped. He immediately gets out jumped and looks like a de- a deer in headlights. Oh. And then uh, when he, he, he played as best as he could in that position. He was yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Look, and then when I, he finally got is, shifted back to dummy half, he scored a try. That's where yeah, he's supposed uh, to be. Idiotic coaching to see. I I, I will say this. Like I will say that um, going reviewing the game, there were moments where I thought there were the Blues were close to cracking it keeping it close, but then they just gave up on themselves. And it's it's definitely a mental thing. I don't think it's about even a skill thing. It's just of course it's a mental this, thing. Of course it's mental a mental block. thing. Because the blues never have it. They've never had it at all. Then when the chips are down, they don't have it. There's something in their brains. There's um a synapse that misfires every single year when it comes to origin with New South Wales. As one famous Chelsea fan Angry rant man said online, there is no passion, there is no vision, there is no aggression, there is no mindset in this football club. Nothing is there. Nothing with this do team. They, do they win game three state. or they just pack it in? Hmm? Do they win game three or they just pack it in? Well, when you're picking Bradman Best in the centers, I like Bradman Best. I think he's a good player. Was he anywhere near origin caliber this year? No. No. The, well, that's the, rude to Brad at best. That's a, I think he's saying that interview. Well, I think he's at least from how he's talking, he's showing some kind of fight, and he wants to he wants to have some passion about this team. Do you remember who else spoke like that before? Uh, Origin Nico started? Hines. Yeah, that's who spoke. Nico, oh, but that wasn't even his fault. Nico, Nico Hines. He got he got a raw deal in game. He one. got first of all. Nico Hines got a raw deal because he was placed way late in the game. They just decided the last minute to throw him on with like no time to get into the game. And quite they look, put him in, didn't they put him in the center? They, they did. And, the you know what? And then the Maroons picked on him right away. They got in his face straight away, and that, exactly. that just shocked them. Look, I think I think they're playing it, for pride. Maybe I, they win game three, maybe they lose game three. Get the brooms. It's going to be a sweep. Get the brooms. It will be a sweep at home. This has shades of 2010, but it's somehow even worse because of all of the talent that the Blues have. It's like, it's it's not even 2010 where New South Wales are just completely overmatched for talent. Because if you compare the 2010 team with 2010 New South Wales team with the 2023 New South Wales team, it's night and day. There is no player on the 2010 New South Wales team that you could legitimately say, yeah, that's a franchise-changing talent. None. Does does Brad Fittler walk away or does he's, he get No, out? I think he gets uh, – there needs to be – if there isn't a, a complete blow-up of this organization, I'm not just talking about Fittler. I'm talking about Alexander. Ooh. I'm talking about Ooh. the selectors. I'm talking Ooh. about everybody in New South Wales RL. If there isn't a complete purge of that organization to rebuild it from the ground up, because something is missing. When you have this amount of talent to lose in 
two in two straight origin games in the humiliating manner that you have. Like there's something wrong with how you're doing things. It hasn't worked. So it getting rid of Fitler is just is is just a token sacrifice. You need to get get rid of Alexander as well. I don't know who they pick for their next head coach. Honestly, I don't know. It'll be Joey. They, huh? It'll be Joey. Joey? 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 He's already there. Has he coached? Yeah, but he's the assistant. He'll move up to head coach. He's the back coach. I don't know. I'm really, uh, I'm in a weird spot with this game because obviously, like, I fucking hate the Blues. (laughs) I hate every player that ever put on a Sky Blue jersey except Payne Haas, who's the only one who puts any effort in apart from Toto. But I'm looking at this team and I'm getting angry. And offended. I'm like, why are you picking? Why do you go? Okay, Jerome Luai, you dropped after a pretty poor game two and a pretty poor after game. Yeah, he didn't, well. but he didn't, he didn't have Nathan with him. Speaking, speaking no. of he's which, only as good as that, he's only as good as the halfback with him. Speaking of which, that whole Luai thing, that post, um, without context, it looks petulant and it looks silly. But apparently, he was getting death threats. And if that's the case, yeah. then I Turn get it. Turn your phone off. Turn your phone off. Then I if if he's getting death threats, then I then I understand. Oh, come on, then it's just death. Like, it's just death. It's just death. It's a death threat. Like no one deserves to be sent death threats. Nobody. It's just death. Nobody, nobody deserves to be it's sent just a death threat. threats. It's just yeah, a threat but, of death. A sip of death. But to nope. drop him and then replace him in a Bernie Walker. Tony Walker, he's 33. That's supposed to be our fight late of the future? Are you kidding me? But then you've also, you don't, you're not picking guys for the future because you you pick Stefano. I think they just, honestly, I think they just saw game three and said, fuck it. Let's just pick anyone. Let's yeah, just yeah, pick let's just anyone. Let's yeah, just well, that's, what I, that's what I said in the last show we had. I said, you know, I had a feeling that they might just make wholesale changes because there's not, not, not nothing to play for. There's but there is no there's for. no objective with the team that they've thrown out the game three. There's none. Yeah. It yeah, I I'd understand if you want to pick some young guys to see what they have for the future and to see if you can build another foundation off that. I'd understand if they they're doing that. At least pick at least pick Campbell Graham if he's healthy. At least do that. Do do something atypical and pick some young guys. But they haven't even gone that. They've gone a mix of veterans, a mix of guys who have been in the big leagues for a good bit now. They've gone for uh, young dudes who are making their debut. Like it they, is, they should it's have, a mess of a roster. The Blues, the Blues should have gone real old school. They should have got Clemmer in there. They should have got uh, Gasnier in there. They got him out of retirement. They should have got Kamali out of retirement. They should have got all those guys out of retirement just to get out of it. Yeah, Kamali will throw and, and Kamali will throw another interception to Matt Bowen just because. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, and don't forget the one to Darren Lockyer. Yeah, um, and that too. But, but also on your point about 2010, like the, the 2010 is the last time that the Maroons swept. And that 2010 lineup is chalk with immortals. I'm pretty sure that's Lockyer's last year. You've got no, the that 2011 was one later. 2011. Oh, 2011? Okay. Okay, so he's still playing. But it's Thurston Cronk, <laughs> Slater, Lockyer. <laughs> and then maybe they were blooding DCE at that point. Matt Scott at the front. Nate Miles is in there. Like 
it's one of our best ever teams, 2010. Yeah. And now this, you know, leading into this series, there was definitely some confidence, especially coming out of a win. Um, guys like Carrigan coming along huge, uh, Ruben Cotter being massive, Lindsay Collins having great Origin performances. But it wasn't looking at this team at the start of Origin being like, oh, this is the start of something new. It's more a bit like, oh, we've we've got some guys, but we've still got like it's Munster's team and it's DCE's team. Who might be the fullback? You know, that was a bit of discussion. But now it's looking at it and it's like, shit, like Carrigan's going to be captain in a couple of years. Collins, Cotter will stick around. Hammer's 20. Walsh is 20. Cobo's 20. Xavier Coates is 21. Tuolaki's 22. We just have an entire new crop of ridiculous players who have all done so well in Origin. Hammer and Tuolaki have been incredible in both games. Val Holmes is 28. And he's still like, he's peak of his powers, scoring tries for fun, had three on the weekend. Tulagi had three on the weekend. I mean, they played the Tigers, who are basically oh, well, liquidated. Gee, this, this, does not really? bode, this doesn't bode well whatsoever. And, and I honestly, I could not care less because the, the uh, we were talking about after 2021, it's like people were saying, oh, this could be a new dynasty for the Blues. This could be a new dynasty. I'm like, hold your horses. You're comparing this team who have who have done really well in in the right circumstances. They were playing with fire because New South Wales was in lockdown, and also they were they were playing they were playing together, and they played a Queensland team that got demoralized after game one and completely gave up halfway through game two. And you're already comparing them to and Queensland. they didn't sweep. Uh, yeah, and they didn't even sweep. Three straight ben Hunt scored two tries and <laughs> one two. New South Wales are a mess. It's all it's back to the old the old early 2010 days where the organization is a mess, the roster vision is a mess, the coaching is a mess. I mean, <laughs> what's a get, mess? What a mess? What a mess? Yeah, just get Bellamy in there. Why not? Just it rehire is- Bellamy at this point. Oh man, that'd be great yeah, watching no him way. screaming from the top. I love Bellamy. Bellamy just loses his shit. Him watching and throwing stuff all over the place. Yeah, why not? It's, it, honestly, it's status quo. New South Wales just doing everything they can to to squander everything they built, and Queensland just sitting They're back. And, it, yeah, and it's literally just it, you know that one quote from Napoleon Bonaparte: "Never interrupt your enemy while he's making a mistake." That's exactly what Queensland did this series, but. That is all for this episode of Junior Senior Two Views. Thank you, Joe, for coming along. Thanks, Joe. Can I hit you with one last question? This might not be sure. your guys' uh, fields of, of interest, but was it a run out? Uh, yeah, it was out. 100% it was out. The the best thing, he, he, his controller disconnected. He walks away, idly walks away from his crease. It's an out. It's a, it's you know, laws of the game. They say settle down. It's an out. Spirit of the game he, is such he was, he was he was didn't Besto do the same thing? Try to do the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he did. So he just I don't I don't watch please. cricket enough. I don't watch cricket enough. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather watch my nails grow. Um. So I did see that. I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was such a funny harumph fest with all these old guys sitting down there and. You know, throwing out jabs with the index finger, you know, tut, tut, tut. I thought it was too hilarious. Also, there wasn't also any fist of cuffs. Also, they whatever. were pointing to pointing to the rule book after Stark's catch got overruled. 
um, because it was considered a dead ball. Um, so I don't want to hear it from from in- England fans, much less ones that have daddy's money up at Lords. But yeah, I, I I don't I don't really care. It's about an urn that's the size of my finger, and you can lose it in your pocket anytime you wanted to. So <laughs> on that if note, we win, if we don't right. win, we're gonna cry. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, we'll say that goodbye. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks for having us, guys. Yep. If you come from TikTok or any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. We had to delay this episode a little bit because obviously we have we had a big episode this week. Next week, more NBA offseason. Where's James Harden gonna go? Uh NFL Clippers. Uh, Clippers. Ooh, Clippers. Who knows? NFL Clippers. Uh, NFL NFL OTA is coming up very, very soon. We're gonna be having boring. a look at that. Uh yeah, boring. Um and also NHL offseason, free agency for NHL has just started. If there's any big moves, we'll be here to cover them. But that's it for this week. We will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Ciao.